Back at it again with a quick one for you guys today. As always, hello world. Hello world. Today it's a bit rainy here in Southern California, but much needed rain. In case you guys didn't know, we're in a drought. However, we're not the only place that's in a drought, as you guys will see from today's topic. Venice, a particularly famous city in Italy, right? The canals, the boats, the romance. Well... They're having a bit of trouble. They're having a real bad water issue. Turns out, a lot of warm temperatures for the time being, but also not enough rainfall. They're not really having as much rainy days, man. So we'll get into the particulars of this right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast. My name is Cameron Bivens, the Dragon Horse himself, and your lovely host. You got it. Look. Let's go ahead and get into this, man. I'm not going to waste you guys' time today. This is short, quick, and sweet. Most definitely sweet. Most definitely quick. Most definitely short. Pause. All right, let's go. This is brought to you by CNN.com. The title of this article reads, Venice Canals Run Dry Amid Fears Italy Faces Another Drought. So yeah, like I was just saying, like I prefaced this, right? Like I prefaced this pod episode. Los Angeles is going through a drought. So for those that's not familiar, that means that... Los Angeles essentially is not getting enough rainfall, right? Uh, rainfall serves as an important resource, okay? Uh, so for those that don't know, Italy's sort of dealing with the same problem, man. So let's get into exactly what's going on. Weeks of dry winter weather have raised concerns that Italy could face another drought after last summer's emergency, with the Alps having received less than half of their normal snowfall, according to scientists and environmental groups. So for those that don't know, the Alps, very famous, very famous mountains in Italy. And uh, typically, when they're looking at whether it's a warm winter season or whether it's a cold winter season, they try to see how much snowfall there is. They measure that. They measure how much rain there is and things of that nature. I mean, this influences a major source of income for Italy. Uh, you know, Venice is a very touristic city. You get on the gondola boats, you ride around. The whole draw of Venice is the water, the canals, the romance, the boats. That's their biggest draw. So for them to have a drought or at least be on the verge of a drought is not a good thing because it means Italy could lose a lot of money with tourists. It also means that uh, that particular city, some of the things that are on the water, some of the things that are near there could be destabilized, right? So you're talking about infrastructure projects and things of that sort. I won't bore you with that today. Let's keep going. The warning comes as Venice, where flooding is normally the primary concern, faces unusually low tides that are making it impossible for gondolas, water taxis, and ambulances to navigate some of its famous canals. The problems in Venice are being blamed on a combination of factors, the lack of rain, a high pressure system, and a full moon and sea currents. Okay, so nature's reaching havoc. Nature is wreaking havoc, not reaching, it is wreaking havoc. But also it's a combination of some of the boats, some of the ships, some of the stuff they're doing there as well that could possibly be having an effect on the water levels, you know. Uh, let's keep going. Italian rivers and lakes are suffering from severe lack of water. The Legambiente environmental group said Monday, with attention focused on the north of the country. Venice is in the north, for those that don't know. 
The Po, Italy's longest river, which runs from the Alps in the northwest to the Adriatic Sea, has 61% less water than is normal at this time of year. It added in a statement. So that water's not trickling down like it should, right? Because how can water trickle down if there is none? Essentially, that's pretty much what they're saying here. Um, I know they're going to attribute a lot of this to like climate change and things of that nature. Warmer temperatures and, and things of that nature. I mean, a month ago I was in Italy. You guys know I frequently go there. I heard a lot of that going around. Um, I also heard some things like, yeah, there's not as much snow this year. So it was affecting tourism as well and things of that nature. Uh, this is something that the world's going to have to start dealing with, you know. And I'm not saying that as like a huge climate activist. I always think there's two sides to a story. I'm not saying that as a huge climate activist in the sense that you need to just follow whatever is being said about climate change. Definitely not. But at the same time, I could recognize that some things aren't natural and some things happen to be a real threat. For example, right now we're in February here in Los Angeles um, and other parts. Actually, I want to say nearby areas. Areas only one hour away, two hours away with a small bit of higher altitude just might experience snow now you guys might say look it's february who cares it's winter yeah of course but it's not normal for this particular time of year in all honesty so it's a bit strange uh this is this is something we've known about climate change and it's been in the talks but at the end of the day we haven't seen any major policy changes so if we haven't seen any major policy changes it means they're not taking it seriously it means it's not meant to be taken seriously right Whereas in Europe, it's taken a bit more seriously, I would think, uh, based on what I've seen in my travels, based on what I've seen, right? Italy is very serious about the climate change initiative, um, but Italy is very serious about a lot of stuff, okay? That's kind of what they do over there, man. I love my Italian people. That's kind of what they do over there, though. Anyway, last July, Italy declared a state of emergency for areas surrounding the Po, Italy's longest river, which accounts for roughly a third of the country's agricultural production and suffered its worst drop for 70 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 70 years is a long time, man. I'm only 32. 70 years is a long time. So for the country to declare a state of emergency is getting pretty serious. We are in a water deficit situation that has been building up since the winter of 2020 to 2021. Climate expert Massimiliano Pasqui from Italian Scientific Research Institute CNR was quoted as saying, right, we need to recover 500 millimeters in the northwestern regions. We need 50 days of rain. <laughs> Look, man, that's a tall task. <laughs> You're asking for 50 days of rain. I know what you need, but you're definitely not going to get that. Um, this 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 whole thing is not new to me. I'm going to be real. Uh, I heard about this in Asia, actually. For those that don't know, gosh, I say this all the time, man. For those that don't know, I lived in China for four years, all right, before moving back to Los Angeles where I was born and raised. And I frequently go to Europe, particularly Italy as well, for uh, my wife, who happens to be Italian, and some other things I do over there revolving around business, education, and whatnot, okay? Great. Glad we got that off the table for the hundredth time, man. I love y'all, but I'm always saying that, right? So now that we have that background check, right? Um, when I was living in Asia, I did hear something about how Beijing is running out of water. Uh, I was told that when I was living there. Now, at the time, I was living in the south, near Shanghai. I was living in a town called Wuxi. There was plenty of water there. We, we had no deficit of water to the point where we would flood every year. You can expect it. Torrential downpour floods with a lot of wind. I'm talking about, you know, Wizard of Oz style wind and like 
Rain like you've never seen, man. You know, rain like they're trying to drown you. <laughs> okay. So, but at the time, I heard in the newspaper, Beijing wasn't getting enough rainwater. So what they started doing was they started importing water to the city so that things could still function as they were meant to and otherwise. So I'm sort of familiar with this, but at the same time, I think for Venice particularly, they're going to need a long-term solution rather than just relying on nature. That's inevitable. It's going to cost money too, which is unfortunate because Venice happens to be a rich city in Italy. I'd like to say it's a pretty rich city in Italy uh, by those standards, right? So they're just going to have to start working on long-term solutions. You know, we need 50 days of rain. It sounds dramatic, but like, you're never going to get that. You're not going to get that. You're talking about almost two months straight of just rain in a whole year. No, it's not happening. You know, you'll get cold weather, but you're not going to get that rain unless you guys are able to do something that causes it to rain in the region, right? Which then you, you, you might have a whole nother problem on your hands, man. You're messing with mother nature, as they say, look, that's, that's a, that's a tough fight. That is a tough fight. Water levels on Lake Garda in Northern Italy have fallen to record lows, making it possible to reach the small island of San Biagio on the lake via an exposed pathway. I have to look that up. I have to look that up. So for those that don't know, Italy has a bunch of like little touristy medieval castles and like little villages, man, that you guys can always check out. So when I read about these small islands and stuff, I always like to look it up just to see what it looks like. You know, put a picture to the frame. Put a picture to what I'm seeing. Put a picture in my mind of what the idea is, right? Put a picture to that idea. An anti-cyclone has been dominating the weather in Western Europe for 15 days, bringing mild temperatures more normally seen in late spring. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. They, they, did, get, they did happen to get some snow because it snowed before I got on a plane back to L.A., back to Los Angeles. It definitely snowed. I saw that because I love the snow, man. I'm like, dude... I'm so close to the city. I'm so close to the city in L.A. that it'll never snow where I'm at. It's too low to the ground. You know, it's hot in the summer and in the winter, it's never going to snow. But um, I love the snow. So, yeah, they got a bit more of that before I left. But I don't know if it was the type of thing where they had to do something to sort of push Mother Nature along or if it just came, whatever. But when it came, it was devastating. I mean, whole roads were blocked off because of snow. Like, you know, people had to make sure they were safe and cared for us. So, like, they might get, you know, frozen inside their cars. Like, it was that bad. It was cold. It was freezing. But, yeah, you know. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and cover this today because, one, Venice, if you guys haven't looked it up, if you haven't checked it out, you should. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I've been there before, man. I took buku amount of pictures with my wife. It just... It's great. It is great. Uh, but I also want to talk about this because it's interesting to see, you know, I always hear about droughts in Los Angeles and, you know, I don't, I don't completely understand it because I'm like in my non-scientific mind, right? I like to think of that. I'm smart, of course, but in my non-scientific mind, I'm like, how are we in a drought when we're surrounded by water? Can't they just pur purify the water from the sea? And clearly it doesn't work like that. So <laughs> clearly it doesn't work like that. So to see other places struggling uh, with a drought similar to what we are struggling with, the residents of Southern California and such, uh, it's interesting because it just goes to show like it's not coincidental, you know, maybe if one place was struggling with something or another one too, but to have a few different places, you know, places I even just mentioned in this podcast episode, Venice, Los Angeles, Beijing, to be struggling with the same problem 
is not exactly coincidental. You know, it's not coincidental at all. So that's uh, that is what it is. Hopefully we can do better. Hopefully we have more long term solutions in the future. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast. As always, thank you for your support. And you guys know I love y'all. Stay safe, happy, and healthy, and I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.